Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Need to Know, the only podcast that focuses on the latest news, entertainment, trends, and celebrities in baking. I am your, I guess you could say, guest host, uh, Kevin Kurtz, co-creator of Bigger Boulder Baking and producer, and um, this lucky lady's husband. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Gemma Stafford, professional chef, host of Bigger Boulder Baking, cookbook author, and this lucky fella's wife. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All the looking, math. You were All looking the math at me lines there for up. a second. I was like, did I not say that no, right? No, no, that, that, that lines up perfectly, Jim. Okay. Jim, we're back at it again. We've done a few episodes of this together. Yeah. We are absolutely going to focus in on the latest news, trends, entertainment, and celebrity and baking. Um, uh, but I, I wanted to start with something because it's the middle of the summer here, post-4th of July. Uh, Gemma, what, what are you baking with right now? Like what ingredients, what kind of summer sort of treats are, are you really thinking about right now? Like what are you psyched about? Oh, that's a good question. There's not really one answer to that question. I would say, you know, um, Ami, who, who helps me with culinary here, she gets me to kind of, you know, bake with it outside of my comfort zone. So there's been some things that we've been doing like um, like strawberries and cardamom. Mm. We've done uh, peaches, strawberry and rose water, like kind of really florally kind of flavors like that that work really well with summer fruit, especially when they're like peak in season at their very best. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's kind of like just things that I never really, I, I would never have ventured to use before. But now it's, um, well, I just, I trust Tommy. She, she gives me a suggestion and we try it. It always is amazing. So I trust her. Well, so Jim, let me ask then, are you apt to be more simple with those ingredients? Like as far as, is, is it about the blueberry and the blueberry's the hero? Or, you know, how much do you experiment when, when it comes to uh, these, these sort of summer recipes? You know, um, I, so there's like, some rest, some restaurants, like I just think of um, the. Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the, um, the Alice Waters place in Berkeley. Shapeney, they have been known to serve a like a fresh peach, like summer peach in season, yeah. just on a plate with a knife. Like that's they've been known to do that for their dessert and and lots of other fruit that's been in season. And yes, like I do, like when I go to the farmer's market, I buy one or two peaches and I eat them like quite soon after I get them and I have them with nothing else. Like I wouldn't put them mm -hmm. in a, a smoothie or anything like that. I just have them just as they are. But then there are some things like, there's some flavors and ingredients out there that just enhance the flavors of other ingredients. Like you, for instance, you said lemon, or as you said, sorry, blueberries. And lemon is a really mm -hmm. good, for want of a better word, a seasoning for blueberries. Yeah. And it just really complements the flavor. Also, um, blueberries, when they're, when they're like really like, at, like lovely at the perfect time in season, they're, they're, they've got a very kind of a floral flavor to them, like quite unique and would lend themselves to work, like to be used with rose water either you know but like i said yeah. some of those spices uh, lemon is a really good one for blueberry 
Yeah. I know lemon zest. I think you've been using lemon that zest. a good, good like amount. Like lime, recently. like strawberries with lime zest. Oh, yeah. Lime and strawberries, even though lime is quite a tropical fruit. Yeah. And it's usually paired with mangoes, pineapples, things like that, coconut. It, it can go, it's amazing with strawberries. Just the things like that that you kind of, you would never like automatically pair together. But then yeah. once you have them, like I'll tell you another good one. Lime and bananas. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is one of my absolute favorites. And then also I've got another good one for you. You're just going to blow your mind. Bananas and rosemary. Bananas and rosemary? Yeah. In what context as far as? I can't tell you what context because it's a secret. Oh. But okay. Um, okay. I, I have a recipe coming up uh, not uh, in the future and it is bananas. Actually, I will, I will tell you what it is. It's bananas in a caramel sauce with rosemary. Nice. And there's something, I don't know, I, I, bananas and caramel are just such a fantastic pairing, but there's something about the rosemary that's a little bit, because rosemary is woody, which is weird. You know, you wouldn't normally pair it with bananas, but it just works really well together. Yeah, yeah. But I love the idea of it. I mean, you know, rosemary um, going more sweet than savory. Um, you don't usually, yeah, get out of that sort of comfort no, zone. No, I usually... Like, how are you... How are, how are you pushing yourself? I um, Ami pushes me. Okay. Um, I usually like my chocolate to be chocolate, my vanilla to be vanilla. Yeah. Like I usually like things a certain way, even though I do think I'm pretty like I, I'm very adventurous when it comes to my eating. Yeah. And but I just I, if I if I'm having a brownie, I don't want a mint chocolate chip ice cream on top of my chocolate brownie. Yeah. I want vanilla ice cream, and maybe a caramel sauce. I don't want like a goat's milk caramel. So I, I just want it like just to be quite, I don't know, I was going to say standard, but that's not the right word. Well, I, I always think it's simple yet elevated, like is the thing yeah. as far as there's a simplicity to it, but like the, the impact and the over the top nature of it is the thing. I mean, I think that a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, bigger, bolder baking is, you know, seven and a half years old. And when we started to develop bigger, bolder baking, um, it really was about your style as far as this idea of uh, simple recipes, but th this sort of over the top results. And initially the over the top results at that time was like, you know, a big giant trifle and brownies and caramel and all of that sort of stuff. But I think over time, you've even refined it more to be like, it's not the, it's not the size, it's the impact of the flavor and, and, and the, 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 the thing you've created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, so getting into um, more of the, the latest news this week, um, I have to ask you a question. And I know you know the answer to this one, but is, uh, can you tell me who Michael Scarn is? Yeah. <laughs> It's Michael Scott's um, alter ego, I suppose. From the from, from the, the office, office from yeah. the office. And who is Michael Scarn's wife? Catherine Ka Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> well, so Catherine Zeta Jones is in the news right now, and um, she's actually talking about uh, her breakfast, lunch, and dinner plan, and the fact that she pretty much has almost the same thing every single time. Very regimented. So, for example, at 11 a.m., she has a cup of tea. Uh, she has a cookie. Um, she likes Cadbury milk chocolates. Oh. 
So first of all, thoughts about that. So you know, I know you're a dark chocolate fan. Cadbury milk. Well, she grew up. I, I get it. She's Scottish. She grew up with it. I, I have. Um, I like. I'm a fan of like a crunchy, or a Twix bar. So, um, which I think they're not made by Cadbury's, but they're Mars. Um, so it's like just a bar of chocolate you grew up with. It might not be the best bar of chocolate in the world, but um, it's just something that you're used to, you know. So I, I get that. We were just talking I'm about. I'm not going to hold that against her. We were just talking about this recently. The um, and and while it's you know it's not quite Christmas in July, um, selection boxes, yeah, like a Cadbury selection box. Uh, for for some of the listeners out there who don't know what a selection box is, what what is a selection box? A selection box is one of the highlights of Christmas morning. It is a a selection of around. Seven or seven bars or so, six or seven bars. I think it's Mars that makes, no, maybe it's Cadbury's, it's Cadbury's that makes it. And uh, you, in the box, you'll get like a twirly whirly or curly whirly, a curly whirly, a, like a double decker. Oh my gosh, I almost remember them all. A, a fudge bar, a few different bars. You'll get, sometimes you get Smarties in there. Or maybe not Smarties, maybe it's a different brand. But um, it's just a big pack with only like a handful of bars in it. But it's like decorated for Christmas. It's got Santa and reindeer on the front. Yeah. And like as kids, you always had a selection box. I think pretty much every kid in Ireland and England had a selection box. And it was just something that you would open, you'd have on Christmas morning. And then after your dinner later on and like when you're watching movies like later that evening, you would like eat your selection box. Yeah, again, I know it's uh, not quite Christmas yet, but... Um I, I am blown away that we haven't introduced something like that in the States. Like there's no, advent calendars and there's things like that. But like, I think those would be incredible here. Well, you also don't have Easter eggs like we do, right. which right. is, which is bananas to me because they're the best. Like it's, it's pretty much like, like why Mars or Nestle or the big, or Hershey's or the big chocolate companies don't do it here because when you're a kid, it's, um, you know, see how many can you collect? How many Easter eggs did you yeah. get? I got like nine boxes. And then for the adults, it's like, it's a, an easy gift because they're a fiver or whatever. Probably more now. It's probably a tenner. Yeah. But um, they're an easy gift to give at Easter time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so back to Michael Scarn's wife, um, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones loves clotted cream. And jam on her scones yeah. with coffee around four o'clock. There's no way she eats that every day. Sorry, I'm calling a foul on that one. No, there's no way. I've seen her. She has no way she eats <laughs> a scone with jam and clotted cream every day. And, and she's pretty eats, decadent. It is. That's decadent. No, too. And, and she's like, you know, it's no. Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just check my sources on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not a Monday through Sunday. Maybe it's special occasions. Like but, fair play uh, to her. Like sounds lovely. But yeah. um, I don't know many actresses that would be chowing down on that right, every day. Right. <laughs> also, that for dessert, she does say sometimes, sometimes that she loves ice cream. Yeah, me too. We know you love ice cream. Mm -hmm. And she loves her mother's apple pot. Yeah. Now, you said Scottish. She's Scottish or is she Welsh? Oh, she's Welsh. She's Welsh. She's Welsh. I'm so. sorry. She's Welsh. Yeah. So, to, like apple pie? Would apple pie be? It's apple tart. She means apple tart, tar, but it's written I as see. apple pie for ah, the American you. audience. For us. Yeah. Yes, for us. Well, so, Jim, like if you were to talk about like your daily 
eating. Are, are there things that are rituals for you from an eating no, standpoint? I don't consistently eat. I, I consistently, inconsistently eat. So I eat loads of different stuff. Yeah. I, I, I would say I'm not a big breakfast person. But I have started drinking smoothies. You know, I would make smoothies in the yeah, morning. They're good smoothies. With spinach and banana, um, a little bit of yogurt, orange, apple. I put them in, in the, in the, not the Vitamix, what's that called? Nutribullet. Yeah. And um, those are super yummy. So I did start eating those. And our they, son, George, usually George ends up loves eating them. half of it. And uh, he loves those. Yeah, he loves those. And, uh, but no, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a big dinner person. So breakfast I can do without. I do need something around lunchtime, but I'll have whatever's knocking around the fridge. Dinner is my most favorite meal of the day. Well, and even your coffee and tea, you have coffee and you have tea. You don't tend to have anything with it, right? I do tea. I do coffee before one. So usually I have two or three cups of coffee, which is a lot before like in the morning and then around three o'clock every day I'll have a cup of tea but yeah. I don't have it with a scone and jam and clotted cream no, because if I, I did, did I I would I I'd have bigger problems yeah, <laughs> literally it's it, uh yeah that is fancy um but I will I will uh just so you know we're in the present moment here can can you tell me what you had for breakfast this morning I tell you what I had. I had a milkshake or a sundae, an ice cream sundae, because we just did an Amazon Live and we were doing sundaes and it was 10 o'clock in the morning. And I had a sundae with butterscotch sauce and bananas. And then I also had a with cream and ice cream. And then I had a sundae with Oreos and chocolate sauce and ice cream and cream and stuff. It was that delicious. Is a breakfast of champions. Yeah. So I'm breakfast kind of contradicting of myself saying sure. I don't eat breakfast. But I, I don't, but then there are those occasions where it's like 10 in the morning and I have to like eat a brownie. So I'm kind of ruined for the rest of the day. I don't enjoy doing that because it's like, oh man, like I, maybe I was planning on eating or drinking something sweet later and yeah. that's kind of, that's my dessert gone. Well, that's to, to tie into both those, I, I, you know, as you know, I was, uh, I, I ate the same exact breakfast for probably about like, 15 years. Yeah, I know. And to me, it's like simplicity as far as I don't want to think about it and I want something, but I want something that's nutritious and like gets me going in the day. Um, but you also know I used to have two to three breakfasts like when I woke up, after I worked out, and then I would have a third breakfast sometimes later in the day. But it was all good stuff. It was blueberries and yogurt. And then I would come back later and have some oatmeal. And then probably, you know, towards the latter part, I, I would have you know, a little bit more fruit or, or something. Yeah, but remember you used to drink those smoothies? Oh, yeah. And they were huge, Kevin. They were like, they were like and 2,000 you calories. you used to put in uh, the powder. Oh, and I used to yeah. say to you yeah. um, that like, they tasted like dessert. Oh, was, and you were like, no, because they're blueberries and bananas and powder right. and like whatever. It was. And, but Kevin, they were like loaded with calories. Well, also what I thought was, I guess, kind of funny now is that I was using uh, Bulletproof Powder, the brand, which is, you know, super protein. Yeah, the keto, vanilla protein. But of course, everything else was not. It was kind of mixed yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, But I don't add any sugar. I don't add any other sugar. Well, there's lo- okay. There's, okay. Not, there's not loads of sugar in that. Do I can check. In the fruit. No, in the fruit. In the fruit. Natural sugars. Yeah. Natural sugar, yeah, but that still is right. sugar. Well. <laughs> but I know, but I used to, I did use I to cut sugar. back on two breakfasts. I used to have a little bit of one of those, but like I, I knew it was just like these taste too good. Oh, yeah to be good for you. Like, I know I shouldn't be drinking these every day. Yeah. Well, that's uh, when smoothies became popular a number of years ago 
it was, and even like the Jama juices in the world, it's like, it was just added sugar, like nobody's business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also this, so they use frozen yogurt and frozen yogurt has sugar in it. Right. Not just fresh, like it's right. not just regular yogurt, it's frozen yogurt, yeah. which is spun with sugar. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Is there a dessert that you love that has little to no added sugar? Like as far as some people think baking is all about just like adding sugar and adding flour and things like that. Like, is there something super simple that has no or little to no added sugar? Mm, yeah, like there's some chocolate recipes where I would use a very dark to bittersweet, cho- like bittersweet mm. chocolate, maybe even darker. And to those, they don't need a lot of sugar. Like I've got, I've got a recipe on my website for chocolate soup which I don't think has any added sugar. And it's mm-hmm. cream and milk and chocolate. Yeah. And that's delicious. I love it. Yeah. And it's bitter. It's bitter. There's, there's a little bit of chocolate in the, in the, sorry, a little bit of sugar in the chocolate. Um, but there's no added sugar. Yeah. Well, I would even so say, like that. sometimes like you'll cook up some fruit mm-hmm. and not add sugar to it and then add a little bit of whipped cream. I know that's super simple. But that's yeah. no added sugar because you mm. don't add sugar to your whipped cream, right? I don't add sugar to my whipped cream. I do add sugar to fruit a little bit. I, I do. You have purees. to. But I add like two, four cups of sugar. Sorry, four cups of fruit. I might add like two tablespoons of sugar. Cool. It just, I don't add a lot. It's only like what we were talking about earlier. It's to season, to bring out the like sweetness in the fruit right. already. It's right. not to make it incredibly sweet. Yeah. Well, so speaking of incredibly sweet, um, Gigi Hadid. Are you familiar with Gigi? Of course I am. So who's Gigi? She's the number one, probably the highest paying, paid supermodel uh, right now. Yeah. So um, she loves cake and she loves... Good. I'm glad to hear that. ...Buddy Velastro, the cake boss. Does she really? She So recently uh, he made her a cake. She fangirled all over it, had an awesome experience, and she essentially said she's... Her, you know, his number one fan. Yeah. So let me ask you, is there a chef? Is there somebody out there who that like you would love to meet, would love to work with? Um, yeah, it's funny. No, nobody really like, mm, I'm, I'm just trying to think like what I like, like I watch I, this is, it's, it's a, that's a loaded question. I just, because there's so many things run through my head and there's so many people I admire and then there's other people who are just really interesting yeah. that I'd like to like sit down and eat with. Um, I would say like Ina would be a great one to get into the kitchen with sure. because she likes good food. She likes a lot of rich food. Um, she loves a cocktail yeah. and she's down to party. So I'd say like I, I went like going to like to is it the Hamptons, right? The Hamptons, isn't that where I think she she's is? She's in the Hamptons, yeah. Um, going to her place and like cooking there with her, that'd be awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think mine, especially growing up in the U.S., like we obviously had you know the Food Network over the last thirty years, lots of Food Network chefs. But uh, when I first found out about Nigella Lawson, oh. like she's awesome, and we actually met her. Yeah, we went we to a, um, a cookbook signing. It was a few a number of years ago, and it was probably a number of cookbooks ago. Um, she spoke in Los Angeles here at a, at a local movie theater. And um, I just, I love, I love Nigella because 
you know, and you kind of said earlier, it's like, you know, Nigella throws down. Like she'll, yeah. she loves great food and she'll eat. Yeah. And, and, and then like her shows are like seductive, you know, gorgeous, you know, like all these sort of, um, uh, uh, really unique, uh, sort of recipes and things like that in her home, which is amazing. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite a ride if I could say that. Yeah. She, um, I never, I never thought of Nigella. Nigella, yeah. like the, the reason I like these women is because they love food and I love anybody who loves food. So like, that's why I, I, I definitely, like there's some chefs on TV, like uh, on the food network, like let's face it, who are not big eaters. And, um, I just think that like Nigella, if you went to dinner with her, like, you know, she would be like, like she would suck the meat off a lamb bone kind of a situation. <laughs> that's classy. That is, well, that's that is classy. I, 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 I get it. I, 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 get it. I, okay. I have respect for that. I get it. I get it for sure. Um, Gemma rolling pins mm-hmm. are, uh, there's a wide variety of rolling pins. So I know there's the materials, you know, there's everything from marble to glass um, you know, nylon, aluminum. Um, have you ever noticed that a rolling pin makes a difference? Like the material, do, do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Um, I use, to be honest with you, um, just a wooden rolling pin. Um, just because that's what I have. I don't think about using another one. I have a porcelain one. Uh, which is, is, is an old vintage one, which is mm-hmm. gorgeous, but that's too old to be like to be actually using. Um, the, what you're getting at is, I think, is what makes the difference in material. Yeah. And there's lots of different materials. There's um, one, see, the thing about rolling pin is that you're usually rolling a pastry. And pastry right. has to be, you, you know, used, rolled fast, used like not overhandled, kept, everything kept cold. So like often a marble rolling pin because marble marble will, number one, you can put it in the fridge before you use it. Marble will take the heat of whatever you put on it. So if you put a bag of ice on marble, it'll go cold. If you put a hot pot on marble, it'll get hot. So you want, uh, so if you use a cold rolling pin on your pastry, it'll keep your pastry cold. Right. right and there's right. also rolling pins that you can fill with ice cubes um, to uh, give the same effect of like to just to make sure that your dough, whatever it is, stays cold. It doesn't overheat mm. uh, because it's really important because you can end up with greasy doughs. You don't want your butter to melt. Um, it makes it does make a big, big difference. Mm. Like I, I only use a wooden rolling pin, but I do struggle sometimes with pastries, especially I do with yogurt pie crust. And I struggle with that. So like maybe I should be using a colder rolling pin. Hmm. And remind me, in a pinch, if you don't have a rolling pin, wine bottle? A wine bottle works well, yeah. Wine bottle. Yeah, it's not as great because it doesn't have the two handles on the side. Yeah. But it does work. It does work. I've done it. And remind, remind me too, did you use that in Italy when you were in Italy? Did you use a wine bottle? Did I use a wine bottle? I think I did. I'm trying to think now. So you're making homemade pasta. I was making homemade pasta. We didn't have the equipment. We didn't have a rolling pin, so we used a wine bottle. Yeah. And to roll pasta, 
you need a rolling pin. You actually need a machine. And if you don't have a machine, a rolling pin is your second best thing. I didn't have a rolling pin, so I used a wine bottle. You have to roll it as thin as possible because to get it as thin as possible because it plumps up when it cooks. Um, So yeah, no, I did. I absolutely did do that in my early 20s. And remind me where they they uh, you dried the noodles. Dried the noodles on a broomstick, a broom handle around the kitchen. Yeah, hung pasta around the kitchen. There's a photo of it that it was because. Let me see what year was that. It was. I know what year it was. It was 2005. Um, you know there there weren't smartphones. We did have cameras, but we weren't. You know, I'm, I never was a big like photo taker taking pictures of myself or whatever. Um, very different to the way that like people are now. Mm. And, uh, I didn't, I only, I remember only had a handful of pictures from that time. And I have no, and they were on an old computer. So I have no access oh. to them now. Yeah. So I'll, I'll hopefully I'll, I'll be able to track them down at some stage. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 It'd be great to see. Um, summer pie season, you mentioned. Need to roll that crust out. Um, you just released your uh, your best ever blueberry pie uh, recipe and or episode video episode for that recipe. Um, talk with me about like the 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 pies that um, that you grew up with. Um, so we'll, we grew up with tarts. Yeah. Let me see. Like, I don't think really. Like lemon, you could get a lemon meringue pie. It wasn't very common. Wouldn't be like super common. Like you wouldn't go into any bakery and there'd be a lemon meringue pie. Um, but th- that would be kind of the only pie mm. we would have. Like everything else would be a tart, like a treacle tart, apple tart, rhubarb tart, and bakewell tart. Right. So anyway, sorry, long story short, a tart is a pie. Right. But we just didn't call them pies. That's right. Um, so what kind of ones did I grow up with? Apple. Apple tart, yeah. which is like you either your mom either made it or she bought it in the local store. Right, right. And like you've been to the like our local like gas stations in Ireland. You know, you'd pick up an apple tart at a gas station, like freshly baked from the local bakery for like six euros or something. And those are like were very t- uh, commonplace in Ireland, like growing up. Yeah. My mom always my mom always made it. All right. So riffing on your recent video episode, overrated, underrated. Yeah. I want to do a little bit of overrated, underrated pie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So apple pie. Apple pie. Oh, so is it? Oh, no. It's underrated. It's one of those lovely, it's a, it's comfort food. It's absolute comfort food. Blackberry pie. How do I? uh... (laughs) No, thank you. Next. Blackberries always come up. I, I grew up with blackberries so in, in Oregon. And, um, and Jem, you refer to them fondly as... I'm not going to say di- what I refer to. As ditch fruit. I just, but I, like what that, that basically means you could pick them off the side of the road, You right? could pick them off the side of the road. But I, I just like in... They, so they used to grow like on the ditches in Ireland. And they were always dirty from like the dirt down the... La- dirty roads right. down a lane where cars were driving past them. Yeah. And I just, I do, I still, I, I never got what the big deal was. It's not like it's a raspberry or a blueberry. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's not as special. Yeah. 
It's just not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hear from you in the comments yeah, about yeah.、Uh, whether you're a BlackBerry fan or not.、Uh, and let me go with a McDonald's apple pie. I I have I don't know if I've had one. I've had one. I have for sure. Um, I would say overrated. Yeah, I've had one. I can say that they're overrated. It's not nearly as good as the real thing as a homemade pie. Yeah. Well, I grew up with them, and uh, uh, sorry, mom, but they were probably better than what I could get at home.、Um, uh, <laughs> no, my mom didn't bake a lot growing up.、Uh, we would bake around the holidays,、um, but、uh, but but yeah. So that was what I was exposed to overall. Was、um, was the um, McDonald's uh, McDonald's ver- fast food versions of、uh, of, of baked treats of baked goods? <laughs> yeah, which、uh, you know, take that for what you will.、Um, Gemma, is there anything、uh, you want to add, or any- anything else that、um, you've been thinking about recently?、Um, I don't know, really. I've been so busy with work. We've been we've been heads down. I have been pretty quiet on social media.、Yeah. My Instagram,、um, I need to post there. It'll be coming back. More news. Coming, coming more, back. more exciting more,、yeah. news ahead.、But、I've just been very busy, so that's why I haven't been posting much. Absolutely. But、um, but yeah, it's almost my project is almost to an end now, and we have、um, really big news that we'll be announcing soon. Yes. That is not to do with what I'm just talking about. It's、yeah. something different. Exactly. So、um, both Kevin、come. and I have been have been wearing many hats. Yeah.、Uh, over the past few months. Yeah. Well, some different stories to tell yeah, yeah. inside and outside of the kitchen.、Um, we also always want to hear from you about、uh, what you think of Need to Know.、Uh, let us know in the comments.、Um, be sure to rate、uh, the podcast wherever you listen to it. Um, and also email us. Feel free to email us at、uh, at admin a d m i n at biggerbolderbaking dot com.、Um, let us know what you love about Need to Know,、um, what you'd like to see done differently,、um, anything because you know we want to make sure that、uh, we're making the best baking podcast for you. Jem,、um, I think we're gonna sign off for this week.、Um, okay. Lovely as always. And <laughs> I'll、um, see you at dinner time. I think、time. I'll see you around. <laughs>